Pizza friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist podcast. Uh, the second half of our Andrew McCarthy should have been a serial killer double feature. Uh, we just covered Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, now it's time to talk about Mannequin. Uh, Kevin and I were just about to have a debate off air. I said, let's save it for the show. Uh, again, obviously, I forgot to introduce. Rejoined by my friend, longtime friend, co-host, and returning champion, Kevin Weinman. I can't believe that you liked Weekend of Bernie's more than Mannequin. Not only a little bit, but by like leaps and bounds. <laughs> the, like, the absurdity so, 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 and the, the moral the moral questions that I get a wrestle with in Mannequin are fine, but they don't reach the depths of Weekend at Bernie's, and that's where so my head lives. It is the gap between <laughs> Your love of Days of Thunder compared to Top Gun. Oh, narrower. Days of Thunder is fucking 100 times better than Top Gun. All right, so... Weekend at Bernie's we? is like 10 times better than Mannequin. Well, at least we don't have that divide. <laughs> but, but, but I, I... Now, I, I will be very upfront with you. It's not like I'm proud and I'm like, uh, listen, I'm putting my fucking stake down in Mannequin. I'm saying that for some reason... <laughs> I was enjoying watching it more than I was Weekend I of like Bernie's. I like Mannequin. This is the yeah. I, I like. I try not to ever cover a movie on this show. Yeah. That I don't on a baseline enjoy. Sure. Right. Because one thing we do this comic book show, the Long Box Sessions, and it's inevitable that you get into these like, what do you like, what do you hate kind of things. It's impossible. And in nerd to. culture, especially comic book culture, it's become so fucking insanely toxic. Where everything's like a fucking battle to the death. And it's like, guys, we're talking about like men in spandex. Like, yeah, you can take it down. And now much. ladies in spandex, which is a big talking point. We're like, fucking chill out. <laughs> so when we started Film Alchemist, one of ours was like, let's just try to talk about things we like. Right. <laughs> and, you know, that doesn't mean you can't take shots. Right. Like, if you if you see something like, you know, we did the Brat Pack. When I we watched Less Than Zero, I was like, I fucking hate all of these people. Because for me, a personal thing I don't love. And this is a, a common theme I've noticed in Andrew McCarthy movies is. When you're that rich and you're that white in the 80s, I don't really feel that bad for your struggles. Because it's like, you're just going to be fine. Right. Like, in Lesson Zero, Andrew McCarthy's biggest moment is he's like, oh, I have to go ask my dad to give my friend $50,000. If I had come to my dad and asked him for $50,000, yeah. he would have weakened at Bernie's me <laughs> and just carried my dead body in the parent-teacher conferences. I, I think when it came to, like, the inanimate objects parts of these movies, like, obviously, the weekend at Bernie's, right. we're dealing with, like, death. Mannequin, yes. we're dealing with a revitalization, right? Like the, like, or like are we dealing with sex alive. slavery? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, sure. I, I, have a, I have a large thesis on this entire movie uh, I, I, cool but i'll drop it later <laughs> Listen, i think but this is what i mean you said that you found this movie more optimistic than bernie right you're about to get really really too far into this i feel like oh no way this is where we live baby oh, this is where the show exists oh. so we get at bernie's to me is the ultimate optimist movie because what did they do that wasn't a fuck up that ended in them having a better life than they probably had before. It was the idea that they were using a death as a way to go and further themselves, which is problematic because you're Circle saying... Circle of life. 
<laughs> How did Simba question. become the king? He had to murder his uncle. <laughs> then bury him. <laughs> then bury him and make a tomato garden. Like I'm sorry, but you don't use him. You don't use him to go and have a bunch of people party around him. But Maybe like, <laughs> by carrying his body around, he became a billboard mm. for life in the fast lane and hooking up with crime. Uh, right? I, you just hear that eagle song. Life in the fast lane. I, like, you will end up just like Bernie. Life in the fast lane. <laughs> that could have been uh, you a, would, a lesson from that movie. <laughs> God, I wish you would have been pulled over so that, like, they could have. You have a dead man in this uh, passenger side car. Sorry, you can't use the fast lane anymore. Um, <laughs> you can leave. Yeah, we're we'll let you a- drive home, but the fast lane is awful. <laughs> it does not include dead people. Um, but with the mannequin, like, I, again, I go back to the fact that it's like, like, if you have a power to be able to go and make an otherwise inanimate object happy in life like think about how many robot movies you've seen right right like where the robot becomes sentient and it suddenly becomes like oh my gosh like i do love i do feel like yeah those moments are really powerful in in movies like if (laughs) so so this is like the mannequin becomes alive and all of a sudden she falls in love like way better than like by the way this dude (laughs) is dead and you you shot him more and we hit his head on uh, buoys. Right. Rang a Here's what I'm going to say, though. The emotional truths in hmm. Weekend at Bernie are real. The emotional truth in Mannequin is wrong. Because, one, uh, this is analog her, right? When she gets freedom, when she manipulates herself into freedom, right? We all know that. Secondly, when she gets freedom, she's not shacking up with this soon-to-be serial killer. Hmm. Like, no fucking way. Like, what happens when she's sentient? She's like, oh, I'll go help you make window dressings now? No, she wants to go see the fucking world. She's an inventor herself. He's going to lose that job and go back to being a loser on his little Vespa. And she's going to go fucking gallivant with a Fabio. Like, that's what happens, right? This movie actually runs the kind of exact same weird trajectory as Weird Science. Where it's like, when they create Lisa... All she does is put children in danger that whole movie so that they will then set her free so that she can go uh, have a better life, presumably. The last shot would kind of belie that, but erase that from your mind. What does Lisa do? She's going out and just going to like the Sunset Strip. She's living it up. She's going to be queen of the fucking world, right? She is going to recreate that machine and form an army of Lisas that take over the world. That's what this movie is. What I like most about this movie is it leaves these really large kind of um, spiritual questions. Yeah. How many inanimate objects do we all have in our houses that are imbued with Egyptian spirits? Like, you don't know. I'm really hoping that Urkel doll behind you that has Ur- that. My Urkel doll. <laughs> <laughs> He's just waiting for me to run my hands over his body. and I'll be like, I knew you were gay. Let's be together. Which I would actually say maybe for Stefan, not for you, Steve. <laughs> And he goes, did you do that? Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, I did, Steve. Yes, you did. Yeah, you no, did I would hook up with Urkel for sure. <laughs> but, oh, man. Let's, but this is this is the crazy thing. So this movie, I also like that it just starts in Egypt, and it starts with a dad joke, right? Oh, it says, man. Egypt, a long, long time ago, comma, right before lunch. I was like, classic. Uh, so, so she's hiding in a tomb yep. so that she doesn't have to marry a dung entrepreneur. Yep. Here's it, my question. Yeah. Would that not have been a better life than what we see in this movie? Because <laughs> that you got to think, a guy who has a dung business back then, right? Yeah. When agriculture is way higher up the ladder than it would be today. I think she made a bad choice. I think she should have stayed. Not to mention that, how many fucking thousands of years was she just getting shipped around from inanimate object to inanimate object? 
And they lead us to believe that she's out dating Christopher Columbus yes. and Michelangelo and whatever. Well, so, not dating Michelangelo. He was well, David. right, but like she was supposed to be hit. This is yeah. the weird thing that God's essentially said, "You will be the plaything for um weird artiste, right? Or like men on the cusp of their eras, and then you just have to settle for this fucking window dresser, <laughs> this fucking loser." And it's it's such a weird, sad life of her. The cart because it goes from this moment where she's like, "I don't want to marry the dumb guy, please, God save me," into an animation mm. that's supposed to be like a quirky. Let's just time travel to the future. But if you watch that animation, her life is horrible. She's riding elevators with demons. She's stuck in the Mona Lisa, <laughs> right? We know that she's also a Christopher Columbus and all these other dudes. Yep. How does this work? All right, so when does the god put her body into inanimate objects? When does she get pulled out? We're, we're going we're gonna to get back, to, <laughs> back into that in a second. Uh, first off, I did, I did write Real High Housewives of Egypt in that right. moment. Because I was like... <laughs> Like, what a uh, what a! Moment. I would watch that show yeah, for I, sure. I, I, How does History Channel not branched out? I love where like she walks in, like this is fucking Egypt, and they're like, "Honey, what's ho- what's happening? Yes. Like we're marrying a dung man." Like I was like, "Really? Like we just we're not even gonna fuck around with this and just give like you don't think I want to smoke cigarettes and tell your dad to go to hell?" Uh, w- women were not empowered, um, but uh, I. One of the things that I miss is anim- animated openers. Love them. Love it, them. It is a lost art. It's that. And then you know what I also like the the teaser scene and then like the title cards. Yeah. Where you like read like three panels or whatever and it's like, the world is ended due to cockroach infestation. <laughs> One man fights them with a shovel. And Joe's like, apartment. You're like, cool. I don't need the flashbacks. Like, yeah. just give me that fucking three page. I love it, it, reading to start a movie. Oh, and I love I, the animation. Cannot stress how much that gets me in the mood. Um, All right. But this animation might actually be the heaviest of any of those movies. Because it literally is telling you a story. It's giving you the tells you a thousand years of slavery and torture. (laughs) If you go out and get popcorn, when they start talking about like Christopher Columbus, you're like, what the fuck is she talking about? It's like, oh, you were getting popcorn. There was animation. (laughs) The guy who directs movies? Like what? (laughs) Harry Potter? The director of Harry Potter and Home Alone? Um, yeah, no, this is this is a horrendous life she's led. Uh, Dude, the, the, Harry Potter connect. The, what if all the people in those paintings were just Egyptian princesses <laughs> trying to dodge marriage? All right, so so I I really want to bring back animated uh, openers, which, by the way, I, in my head, my favorite animated open still is Christmas Vacation. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite. That, that, the that, classic. Yep, yep. But If it had a little more undertone of sex slavery, I think I would like it as much as this one. <laughs> Did you did you see how those uh, uh, reindeer were really like <laughs> real, rain, yeah. real stiff and I upset know. when they went to go pick up Santa? Um, Santa represents corporations. The yep. reindeer, the labor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck things up, and we yeah. gotta bail you it's out. Way deeper than you're giving it credit for. I can't believe we went in this direction. Um, all right, so so anyways, uh, animated openers totally miss them. Um, uh, which, by the way, the the guy that directed this, do you want to know that the what he has been checkmarked for, what he is known for? Yes, I would for? love to okay. know that. Michael Gottlieb. This, it, w- with what I'm about to give you, this one is definitely his uh, citizens, citizens game. <laughs> Citizen game. <laughs> uh, he he brought you also Kid in King Arthur's Court, which I loved, and Mister Nanny. Mister Nanny. See, I liked both of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, there were other ones, but those were the. See, two that, that was ranked. my era. That was my that was my face. I remember seeing 
Uh, we went to a drive-in double feature of Rookie of the Year and Free Willy. Oh. And then I think one of the next movies with that kid was a kid in King Arthur's Court. Mm. And I was like, that guy's amazing. Yep. He pitched for the Cubs. I would love to see his next movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Michael Gottlieb. Um, Michael but, Gottlieb. Um, okay, so um, before we get into um, how fucking garbage Andrew McCarthy was with <laughs> his jobs um, – what other like tidbits do you want to go and talk about when it came to uh, <laughs> like the differences between this and Weekend at Bernie's? The thing at Weekend at Bernie's that I think it's different in this and why it's really good for Andrew McCarthy's a serial killer, right? Yeah. In Weekend at Bernie's, we see a guy who to get what he wants makes some morally bad decisions, right? Okay. And you can tell that this – because I think once you decide to start like doing animatronics on a dead body, like you've turned a corner. Yeah. I think this movie's creepier. Okay. Because they expect us to believe him as a kind of romantic lead. Yeah. Right? Like, Weekend at Bernie's has weird moments where it's like, let's have our meet cute in a light tower where I hurt my knee, and then all of a sudden we're going to, like, make out in front of a corpse, right? I can't believe we didn't talk about it's the light tower. It's a terrible meet, yeah. meet cute, right? It like, was one the of the worst. Yeah, he fell down a flight of stairs after right. staring into the lighthouse. Right. <laughs> but this movie is even worse. Like, when okay. we meet Andrew McCarthy... And I think it's kind of the genius thing about this movie is it plays exactly like um, Maniac. There's this movie where Elijah Woods did it, and it's a remake of a famous old horror movie. It's really hard to watch, right? Like, it's a really grisly movie. But they remade it with Elijah Woods. It's it's really good. But essentially... His name's Frodo. <laughs> it's Frodo. <laughs> By the way, okay, I'm going to detour because I saw the best meme ever where someone on Twitter was like, in case you guys are having a bad day, here's Sean Astin from Stranger Things. It's Sean Astin from yeah, fucking... some guy goes, that's sh that's sh uh, Sean Astin from Lord of the Rings, you fetus. And then some guy came back and said, actually, that's Sean, Sean Astin, Astin from, from the fucking The Goonies, Goonies, you millennial trash. <laughs> that trail is beautiful. Sounds like you forget how long he's been running the game. Yeah, he's very but, uh... important. <laughs> but yeah, but like that Elijah Woods movie, they the performances are exactly parallel. Except in Elijah Wood's movie, we know he's a serial killer who has this weird kind of like fetish. And in this one, they expect us to believe that, you know, if he hadn't found the like magical doll, everything was going to be fine. He is working at a mannequin factory when we meet him. He wants us to believe he's a sculptor, right? His job is to make <laughs> like six of these things a day. Oh. It takes him six days to make one. <laughs> and it is highly detailed, right? very detailed compared to the mannequins I've seen. And he gets so enamored with it that through the course of him losing every job he's had, cause he's sculpting things, yeah. right. And just letting a kid fly off to possible death. That's kind of brushed over in the comedy. Of the moment. Like he might've killed a kid at the start of the movie. Yeah. He um, it. yeah, he might've deserved it, but, <laughs> but, but he sees this thing in the window again and says, I will now get a job here. So that I can just be close to this mannequin. In the first scene, when he stays overnight and he goes into the window room, mm -hmm. and it's a, it's a beautiful moment if you're watching it as a horror movie, <laughs> where it's all black background. It's just the mannequin, and the camera's kind of doing this little roll around the two of them. And he's just talking. He's like, Well, I suppose all artists fall in love with their creations. And I was like, Oh my God, he's about to fuck this dummy. <laughs> like, he's going to. You're like, he probably has an entire garage of his art, right? like like a fucking meat locker somewhere like in the house that Jack built. And then Hollywood comes in and breaks it up because 
you know, he had funny clothes and he was gay and that's comedic relief <laughs> in the 80s. But you're like, holy shit. Like if he hadn't broken up that scene and he tries to like laugh it off, like I didn't think they'd hire anyone stranger than me. And you're like, Jesus Christ, like this guy is a full on serial killer having a mental break. Yeah. And this is the other thing. Imagine you are another character in this movie. Every other character in the movie they show us is kind of laughable rubes, right? Sure. They're all somewhat inept or have some kind of huge flaw. Yeah, they're all really bad at what they do. Right. Life. But imagine being a – like, there's a scene where the security guard who's hilarious in this movie finds him actually rolling around with an oiled-up mannequin in a bikini. And he just honestly unbuttons his, his wrist button <laughs> and says – I'm going to beat this pervert. Yeah, I'm going to fist fight you on behalf of American culture. <laughs> I can't. And he's not wrong. I, he's not wrong. I, 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 so I actually have – I have the GW Bailey fight here in a little bit, but we'll get back to that. Um, So, so you mentioned the fact, all right, so this stood out so much. So working in sales, he said, he said, Hey, I could go and build like three or four of these things for you. uh, Every, what was it? Every month, right? Uh, yeah, because he builds one like yeah. a week. He builds like one a week. So, so the guy goes, "You're supposed to be building three or four of these a day." <laughs> Let me crunch these numbers for you. Uh, supposed to have made eighty by the end end of the month, give or take. <laughs> Instead, he is saying three or four, yeah. which leaves him at five percent of his goal. <laughs> yeah. If you hired a roof roofer and he built a roof. <laughs> And he was five percent of his fucking goal. Yeah, he'd he'd still be in prison. Yeah. So like the idea that this guy has a goddamn job and they weren't monitoring his KPIs, he's his key performance <laughs> indicators to understand that this shit should have been done. Like I would have walked up to him after the first day and been like, "Where's the one?" And yeah. he would have been like, "Oh, I got." the finger and i'm like well you're not gonna make it like right the idea that he even was there at the end of the month is fucking incredible for me so i right. i had to go and put that out there where i was like yeah you're you're working pretty I think slow he's we on a side hustle like where he's like you sell your mannequins for let's say a hundred dollars yep. to wear clothes inside of kohl's my <laughs> mannequins are a defense against every fucking psychopath <laughs> like you could find like one of these sexual deviant psych- serial killers and sell this shit for like three grand. <laughs> this is way easier than butchering girls. Buy one of my super insanely sexualized <laughs> mannequins. <laughs> so maybe he's actually worth more. I don't know. Uh, the, but the, his boss wasn't forethinking enough, right? I was watching Mindhunter the other day. This was all still fresh back then. Oh, <laughs> they weren't as man. hip on serial killers. No, no, they should. They should have let some of these guys work within their uh, means. If they, if we saw that, we should have harnessed his power and had him build sex toys way earlier right. than just like. Hey, this should have been a man. Well, do you ever see no, things in movies? It's like when I watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre and you're like, of course a slaughterhouse would make its employees less stable. <laughs> Duh. And I watched this and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, dude, we should definitely start a list of everyone who builds mannequins. Like, this would be a magnet for fucking creeps. Like, that's a creep job. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, whenever a mass shooting happens, look at the mannequin store near it. <laughs> yeah, do you that. work at a mass mannequin producer, and do you make way le- like 5% of your KPI? <laughs> so, so, so there was, uh, uh, again, when he starts getting fired from all of these jobs because he's not a he's not an architect, he can't be an architect, yeah. one of the jobs was where he was building balloons, right? Yeah. And, like, the, the, the fucking kid walks up, the little, the little 
shit walks up to him and says, you know, I want the big balloon. And then he calls him something, right? He calls him something like dork or yeah. whatever, you you idiot. <laughs> give, me, give me that balloon, you idiot, or something. Yeah. And, and he <laughs> goes, my dad's paying for this party. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sorry. And this is not me coming back to what I was saying earlier, but I am. But uh, 80s movies really taught kids that they can be the fucking biggest assholes in the world and be fine with it because this is what we this is what we're popularizing this is what we're saying is okay and so when that kid started like getting lifted by the the balloon i was so excited for him to just (laughs) keep going and his his dad his dad runs over and calls him something stupid i just yeah well there's the part where he's like let go of my kid and he's like all right and it's like like that kid dies that kid's like going to be crippled for the rest of his life so excited (laughs) no it's funny because we've hit that age now because i remember when i was young my mom wouldn't let us watch problem child because oh, yeah. she rented it for oh, us and she's like that kid really oh this it. kid is telling grown-ups to like suck a dick yeah and she's like you can't watch it like that's it, not it, what he said but that was the you that know was his spirit his you know wily punk rock you know spirit. what's ironic <laughs> is that i would rather have my kid watch a movie called problem child where we're literally telling them that this kid is an asshole that's just a good point giving me the fucking mannequin where this kid goes give me the big balloon you dork yeah. and then he gives him a big balloon like that's he gets true. what he it's wants. kind of built into the premise of like this is funny because you're not ever going to behave this way correct it, like that, it's like dennis the menace it's like it's the menace part i want you focusing <laughs> exactly um, oh no, yeah it is weird because i was like this movie kind of hits on them like at what age do you just start being like do you know who my dad is yeah i was like i never had that no. like ability no. but i'm like what age do they t-? like your dad's like uh, remember I- when you go into public tell them i'm a lawyer <laughs> if i said that they're like who is he and i'm like he's a he works at chase (laughs) he might be able to fuck with your credit he he works the grill and i've seen him drink seven beers in one city um yeah that's all my kids will ever have that's fine um so uh by the way okay so this leads into uh we meet his uh current girlfriend who is a real piece of work roxy Put in big exclamation points, no one's named Roxy anymore, which I believe. Yeah, except for on the stage. That's the only Roxy's we have left anymore. uh, uh, Except if you're in Chicago. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to share with uh, Griffey, though, um, the the woman that plays Roxy, her name's Carol Davis. And I find Carol Davis to be um, quite the stunning lady if if you look her up on IMDb. Look at that. See? I mean... What is that from? I don't know, but it's one of the movies that she was in. But Carol that, that was a slasher film for sure. Yeah, she was, I don't know what image. Cause she died five minutes later. Yeah, I've seen all the slashers, I feel like. And I don't know go, what movie that is, but go, I would guarantee go to IMDb. she's getting murdered. <laughs> if you go to IMDb, you'll be able to see the photo, but she's on a boat. So um, Now, this is a weird turn for her because this movie, you start off and you're like, yeah, she should not be with this guy. Yeah. That, like, like Her character was actually really strange to me because I was like, I get it, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, am I rooting for him to get back with her? Because he's trying hard to get back with her, and then all of a sudden you're it's, like, no, you yeah. really do hate her. No, it's like, the strangest arc because she's right. Uh, yep. He is not material that you should be dating. Correct. The movie gives us this kind of artist myth, right, of artists are going to struggle and you know starve for a while because they're more valuable than all of us once their true talents are discovered. But this dude can't hold down a, boon- a balloon making job pizza. or a fucking pizza making job even like, if you are the biggest artiste ever you that should only take you shit. an extra like three minutes of pizza yeah like how many onions can you put on a pizza like this guy sucks right yeah, he sucks. and she's right yep and then the next time we see her 
She's just getting harassed. This is one of those things you were saying, like an 80s thing, where her boss just literally stands over her shoulder. Oh, man. And is like, your boyfriend sucks. I want to sink my teeth into your booty. <laughs> and I was like, the fuck? And then he's followed by like, oh, it's not my native tongue. That was a slip. It's like, bro. The rest of the movie, that's all he does, yeah. is come on to her. And then... And the filmmaker sh- rewards her by having Rewards her- him! Yeah, because her she sees her ex yep. now riding around on a moped with a the mannequin, mannequin after he's found... And this is the weird thing. They make him out like he's become a rock star of yeah. the window decor yeah. world. Yeah. Very strange. This movie kind of foretells our entire culture to Little come. Bit. Right? Like, it is very strange how we've all morphed into mannequins at this point. <laughs> but she sees that, right? Like, oh, look at this fucking dysfunctional dipshit driving around the mannequin and says, I'm so hurt that I lost him. I will go with this other fucking creep and hook up with him. And then, and then not only the that, end, how do we see her end? We see- they literally leave her in trash because she's so jealous. She wants to destroy the mannequins. And they decide, let's bury her because she's trash. And she got fired from her job. And she got fired from her fucking job. All because she was right. <laughs> she was right. Let, I, Let you, me tell you, this you is another one of those. On when this, this movie ends, nothing goes well for these characters. Uh, for look, sure, Andrew McCarthy ends alone and unemployed again. Let me make sure. Let, let me make very clear. <laughs> That I didn't write down who the writer was of this movie, but he was working out a lot of personal issues yeah. because he was like, God damn, Mary, I'll show you. I'll be something. And then he wrote that. <laughs> and he wrote down like, it ends up in trash and she gets fired. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You and didn't then, stick and then with just for good enough, measure, like, let's add one more sexual assault. <laughs> Yeah. From the fucking guy who yeah. just thinks ladies come out of the trash. Yes. Where he's, oh, my God. He's, he's like all in. over her. Uh, she, and he's like, miracles do happen. Wow. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. It's a 2019 thing. We were like, that totally went over my head when I was uh, boy, 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 boy. That was <laughs> so, so concerning. Yeah. Um, I felt really bad. I actually felt bad for the girlfriend in this movie. I think you. they all did right. her wrong. Roxy Roxy might be an MVP. We'll see later well, on. Well, they, they take her to this point, too, where they turn her into this Judas. Yeah. Where they she has the dinner where she's like, come with me. Come work at Illustra's. Uh, and, and, and you're like, when she does that, you're like, oh, they're telling us she's a bad person. All right. And I was like, so she's a bad person because she cares about her job and her boyfriend's a dipshit? Yeah, and, and not only that, but like, like he today, is, everyone is given more money if he actually works over that, that job. Yeah. Just an FYI. And she, like, she's like, hey, I can help you. Yes. And take you back so you're not like rolling around with mannequins getting fist fought by everyone's uncle. The main reason why we don't <laughs> like it is because she's got a horrible man behind her being like, yeah. oh, you'll move up and then touches her face and he's super creepy. Yeah, the but way like, they, they use her as the buffer between like the bad corporate. Right. You know, evildoer. Yes, is strange because yeah, yeah I, I'm with her. I'm like, you should not date this fucking guy. Nope, he's a creep. I was with her. Um, <laughs> uh, then we got so uh, he gets introduced at that point to the owner of the store and uh, yep. Estelle Getty, and yep. uh, who I love, and she's wonderful, and uh, she's a real sweetheart. Um, but when they're walking in the store, right? This is the grandest goddamn store I've ever seen. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like it, the, it looks like a cathedral. And they're walking through, and then she says, oh, we are open, right? Yep. It, it is such an incredible, like, hey, welcome to 2019 uh, that I've ever seen where I was yeah. like, no one fucking goes to retail stores anymore. No. If you open a never. store like that anywhere, that shit is done yeah. in a month. But do you remember no the funniest scene with that store? 
is when the he, him and the light? mannequin create. <laughs> that's pretty great. Yeah, that's but really good. that leads. We'll do a whole section on what are the rules of mannequin. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, but no, so they have a meeting where they're like, it is obscene that he put a mannequin in an outfit we sell. Yep. Right. Surrounded by tennis rackets, and yep. it causes such a hubbub. Yep. That, that it drives people to stand there and gawk like fools James. at this display and then come in and shop. And the old white guys on the board are like, we need to fire him and stop this. Harumph, and, harumph. Yeah, her moment of empowerment is, wait a second, customers equal business. And what? I was like, what the fuck is happening in this movie? It is showing what <laughs> sen- the Senate is nowadays. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and how they make decisions. I was really pissed off. At he didn't the fact- go down to like a hustler store to buy that outfit. It, it's w- something they sell in the store. I was really upset that that was the only argument at that point because I don't. I hate the idea where it was like a crowd of people joined in front of the of the store and we made money that day, and yet we like e- even the room of the dumbest people. They still want to make money. Yeah. And then all these guys were still like, no, well, listen to this broad right. with her ideas of people crowding the, weird, in the that's store. Their, the whole movie has this. We want to empower different right because to me there's this really it's not it's not subtle at all there's this undertone they constantly do that andrew mccarthy's character is probably gay right they do that joke throughout the movie it's not even a joke they do it a lot right like him and hollywood kind of have this like oh you're like me he says that you're like me like 50 times the old guy when he says like oh they have people like you in ohio they have a bunch of those moments where it's like oh you're different or gay or something different that's the thing that killed me (laughs) is that one of the very first times that i was introduced to anybody that was in the lgbtq community right was this movie when i was a kid because i was like well, he seems flamboyant. Like, he seems different. He dresses like a pro wrestler. What's and, happening? <laughs> and, and the idea where in the movie they specifically are like, you're different. Yeah. I was like, god damn. Like, like just because somebody's a little bit, like, off means that you're just immediately compartmentalizing him <laughs> is so horrible. Like, yeah. wow, I can't believe that these sort of things shaped me. I can't believe Mannequin shaped but opinions. Man- the weird thing is, is that Mannequin, while it seems like it's this empowerment story... It becomes the oppressed oppressing another weaker group. Because <laughs> that's the thing I want to be with all of these people. But you're like, <laughs> he's definitely abusing this mannequin, right? <laughs> uh, so there was uh, this literally. Li- so we, we, we get introduced to Spader, right? Oh, and it's- by the way, I've come out on this month. I love Spader in Spader. the 80s. He is just. 80s Spader dude, is him and Pretty and Pink. Yep. It was so like Amy almost was like I'm like am I gonna get divorced over Pretty in Pink? Yeah, because I was like I fucking love James Spader, not like as a guy, right? Like I don't condone his behavior, but I was cracking the fuck up because he just acts like this like 40 year old like I don't have time for this teenage shit while constantly stirring the teenage shit. Robert California yeah, is one of my Sp- favorite people, but this is the only uncool Spader. Uh, very much so. Right? So okay, uh, <laughs> I thought it was so funny that as soon as we get introduced to him as being the bad guy, right? Yeah. Andrew McCarthy immediately uh, stops doing his job. Yeah. Uh, right? Like, because he's not delivering what he should be delivering. He's not stalking. It, he's not. It, he's a bad stock boy. <laughs> it, 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 and, and then he ends up going and walking in on a woman changing in the changing room. Right? Yeah. And he's also in the panties section. Right? Not delivering anything because it's four yeah. floors different. The four <laughs> floors up is the actual area where he Did should be. Did you notice, though? That's a and, motif for all – because. 
The guy who uh, the lady replaces died in the lingerie section. Yeah. The security guard, once he gets his new dog, Terminator, lingerie. Andrew McCarthy, lingerie. The writer is sniffing lingerie on his head while he's writing There's a lot. But that's I mean, there's a lot of this kind of imagery throughout, right? All right. So so in that moment, Spader walks up and he was like, well, you're four floors different and uh, you're not doing your job. Can you fucking do your job? And in my head, I was like. Yeah, bitch. I've been a manager before. Yeah. You're not doing your fucking job. This is bad. Like, what do you want me to do in this circumstance? You're not even acting like you're doing your job. Yes. And you walked in on a woman that was changing. We could have yeah. gotten sued in that moment. And Stop then he wa- pumping the mannequin. And then he walks away job. and he calls him uh, asshole or something. Yeah. And he's like, what'd you fucking say? Like, yeah. if I'm Spader, I'm like, get packing. You're done. Isn't that the whole theme of the movie, though? Is we meet a person who makes a totally logical point and is right in the face of what Andrew McCarthy's doing. And in the, the face media, of what and, the movie Andrew does backflips doing. to yeah. make them the bad guy. Yeah. Like, cause that's the thing. If why make James Spader <laughs> some kind of fucking double agent? Yeah. Cause this is, this is the weird thing too, is that there's window wars. <laughs> it's like, the weird, like, Oh my God, their window display is amazing. They're it's- making this like the warriors <laughs> where there's like two rival <laughs> guys. <laughs> It's no. just like a gang of guys in like tennis skirts, <laughs> and someone else is in like evening wear. Come yeah. out to dress your mannequin. Yeah. Also, clink, like, clink. Well, Illustra, you can't think you're winning because you only have like the sparkle sheets. Right. Like you don't even have mannequins in your. Like what are you doing? This is not a real contest, <laughs> right? But they're just like, oh, we'll send Spader over to somehow fuck up the store that has no customers. So weird. <laughs> so, but the so, window so war funny. thing is fascinating because by the end, Andrew McCarthy. They had this great montage where it's him in newspapers and then cash registers just being stuffed with money. And I love in these montage shots because it's like the cashiers are so overwhelmed they don't know how to use the cash register. Because they're never putting the like 10s and 20s where the 10s and 20s go. They're just jamming them (laughs) into that extra drawer where nothing goes. I was like, okay, so I guess you want me to know they're wildly successful. Fine. He becomes like an Andy Warhol, like a pop art sensation. Correct. People are gawking at yep. everything he does, and it's actually just mannequins yes. in clothes. And the um, weirdest part, this is something I was going to ask you about too. There's a scene after he fucks the mannequin, oh which boy. of course the movie has to get there. Yeah. Creepy as fuck. Way creepier than anything at Weekend at Bernie's is him fucking that 3,000-year-old mannequin sex slave. Completely but- disagree. But- <laughs> Completely disagree. Worst Kim Cattrall sex slave role. This or Big Trouble in Little China. I don't know. But no. So he wakes up or sleeping in the middle of the st- – <laughs> any of the three. All horrendous. Keep going. At least Samantha was in charge. But no. Uh, so he wakes up on these like fur blankets. That's right. People are watching him and clapping. Yep. He has become an art himself. Like he's become like an art fixture. He's not even a real person anymore. He is a mannequin in real life. Okay. At the end, him and the mannequin get married in the fucking store window. Yes, I do. What is happening with these fucking windows? Right? I, it, to I, me, it has this strange wish fulfillment of – it reminded me of when Avatar came out, right? And people were killing themselves because they had Pandora blues. It became a medical condition. Because people saw Pandora, the world of Avatar, and they're like, it's so beautiful and perfect there. Despite – Everyone getting murdered by predators or marines. These <laughs> are just things that will eat you in everywhere in Pandora. We'll brush over that. We just want to attach our ponytails to everything. People were killing themselves, hoping they would reawaken in Pandora. And I was like, in a way, that's what 
mannequin's windows are, right? It's just these fucking New Yorkers who are just like, I just want to be in the world of the bicycles. <laughs> it's like, what is happening with these windows? I don't know. Uh, what uh, do it, you have to say about the windows in this movie? I, I, <laughs> so I also go back to the fact that, like, I had no idea that people gave two shits about windows in the 1980, what was this, 88, 86? Yeah. yeah. Like, I've been to New York a couple of times. People, people are at a very brisk pace in New yeah. York City. I've never known anybody to stand in front of a fucking window. And if they did, they got bowled the fuck over. <laughs> no one was waiting for that shit. It's like, yeah. but I need to look at the bicyclist. Then you are a tourist and you need to get the fuck out because I don't shop at that shit store. They're way overpriced <laughs> and I'm going to keep walking. No one ever gets drawn to something and they go, well, I'm going to go in that store because they have neat they, they have neat tennis racket faces. Like, <laughs> no one cared. Right? No one's ever cared about that. Yeah. So that... Believe it or not, so we're going to get to the 80s question later. Um, I've got my list of questions again. Right. But 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 that's definitely something that I feel is super dated is that your window display does not dictate anything other than the fact that, you know, you might be able to go and let people know what sort of season you're in. But that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> right. Like like I can't like, remember a time in my life where me or anyone I've ever known saw something in a window and they're like <gasps> <laughs> I have to go in there and buy that. Like, what the fuck? Uh, so I, I, you know what I think it is though. What I think it is, they recognize because Emma is that the mannequin's name? Emma has sure? been enslaved for thousands of years. Yes, that her creations have this built-in escapism. Yeah, that the other slaves to the corporate rat race see it and they're like, I don't know why, but I want to escape to there. <laughs> Right? right. I think there's this deep longing of we're all slaves to something. <laughs> we just want to be in the tennis racket room. <laughs> it's like the loading room in the Matrix. Right. Right. Like it's, it's this baffling place in the movie yep. where all of these seeming crimes happen. Yep. But like it's okay. So are we are we supposed to believe that her spirit has lived on for yes. thousands of years? Yes. Okay. okay so let's do this right now. The Be, rules of because mannequin. There, there's a lot of things we're about to get into, so we might as well unpack what you're unpack about to all of it because yeah. the rules of her being a mannequin are baffling to me. So uh, she, I, asked, I, I, I never grasped it. She asked for escape. Yep. From marrying a dung entrepreneur, and instead of just teleporting That's her ahead shitty. in the future, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're damn right it is. But instead of teleporting her to this time where she can just be a mannequin for this fuckhole of a guy that is Andrew McCarthy. She is shown being transported on demonic elevators and living in the Mona Lisa and these other things. She mentions she's had other boyfriends. Yes. The question becomes, is she on a journey for herself or is the God like, how dare you not marry that dung salesman? Now you will become the infatuation of all of these terrible men. (laughs) Journey, Journey for herself. Journey for herself. Because uh, this moment, is the thing. They never explain at the end of the movie why she becomes real. I know. Like, and that's, so a, that, that's me, the it, issue. It's because yeah. when he – well. It rings of like l- a Disney princess curse. Like, she did something well enough, and now she's free. Let me unpack she didn't do it, anything it, wrong in the first place. It doesn't, have to, it doesn't have to do with her. It has to do with the man that she met. So th- when he is saving her from certain doom and almost about to fall in himself, which, by the way, <laughs> god damn it. Mannequin's weigh, I looked it up, 50 to 60 pounds. <laughs> you, I thought that too. Stop trying to act like you can't just fucking toss that yeah. behind your head. You know and what get I was hoping out. was what? that 
the mannequin would fall, he'd be holding the arm, <laughs> and the other guy would turn around, and all of a sudden it turned into it's like an actual like, <laughs> blood spraying. <laughs> no, no, no. So get this. Uh, no, Fifty that's... to sixty pounds. He could have yeah. just fucking tossed it out. It wasn't about the fact of her journey, uh, except that she needed to find the man that loved her enough to turn her out of a mannequin, which she right. found in that moment. But does he actually love her past, look what I did? They have that creepy line where she's like, she essentially says that her or some greater spiritual force designed herself, right? Yeah. This is like that old Bible argument, like, well, it was written by guys hundreds of years later, but God was controlling their hands, right? And this is the argument of mannequin is, she's like, didn't you feel it when your hands were sculpting me, right? Like, so... Did she or the Egyptian god craft herself as this vessel for her, right? Because this is the other thing. Like, you're telling me that Kim Cattrall pops out in Christopher Columbus era, and they're not like, God damn, that's the hottest woman that's ever lived, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, oh, she's got all her arms and fingers. Like, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> like, what but the fuck? The whole, the whole crafting thing, because I, I get it from the Michelangelo standpoint, right? Where it's like he would have been super inspired and 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 – made art based on her which is exactly right. what he, uh um Andrew McCarthy did was I created a mannequin out of what I was guided right but Michelangelo made like actual works Columbus Correct. like charted the earth uh, that, this guy makes mannequins the, the so the Chris <laughs> how oh, many oh, other oh. people made way more mannequins for minimum wage than he did like well, a shitload well let's you know what we need to make Mannequin 3 to understand why mannequins are so important. I should watch Mannequin 2. They probably did the whole lore. I hope it, be I hope it becomes Andrew McCarthy actually becomes. I think it's called Mannequin 2, T-O-O, On the Move. If I'm not mistaken, that's what the title is. Well, we'll get to know it because we got to watch it next year. That's right. We're gonna, yeah. we're coming back. We're coming back with Bernie, Weekend of Birdies 2 and Mannequin 2 next year. Stay tuned, listeners. But th this is what I mean, though. How many times has this happened to her? This um, whole affair lasts two months, maybe. Right, right. Like, um, how many people has she had to do this for? Yeah, Why? But I, I feel every, like, I, every I feel artist like has this, uh, you know, I created this, so it's aggrandizing me. It's all this fucking self-masturbatory bullshit, right? But both, both, I feel like uh, the main two artists that we are believed uh, that she had any relations, relations with was... Uh, what Michelangelo and Chris Columbus was there yeah. anybody else? He's not an artist, by the way. He's just I a know, fucking explorer. I know, like the music. <laughs> That's the part that killed me. Like you could have put like fucking Rembrandt or something in there, anyone. but like uh, anyone. But 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 Char like, like I like why not Charles Schultz? Yeah, sh <laughs> sure. That's, that's <laughs> I used to come out of the page as Lucy, and we'd <laughs> fuck <laughs> in a tent. <laughs> that's right. She was the teacher, and he's like, oh, he'd fuck me all night. And I go, wow, wow. But she, but. There are so many different iterations of this, but I feel like maybe the person that was with her was not the person that um, appreciated her because Chris Columbus wasn't dedicated to her. He was still figuring out the whole world thing. Got to explore. It, right, right, right. And then um, Michelangelo, or I'm yeah, Michelangelo was into David, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So she never another. Oh, this guy was gay. Reference. Oh boy, and we're <laughs> like we we've been hanging on. The whole Hollywood Montrose, like that's literally my next thing. We're going to talk about that for a while. Okay, but I got a couple more rules with mannequin that bother me. Right? You, well, you better so, you better get going. One, she we see that she can only appear to him, right? But she cycles and hang glides in the presence of other people, right? In the presence, but they don't see her. 
does that mannequin never take damage when it crashes from a hang glider? No. Like, because when all of a sudden Deputy Dipshit looks up, or the Colonel of the Night Commander, whatever he called himself, great title, sees her, she just goes limp and crashes. What happens if she breaks in half and then Andrew McCarthy turns the corner, the sergeant's knocked out, and she wakes up, and she's like, whoa! Her fucking guts are hanging everywhere. Here's another question. When Andrew McCarthy's ball deep in her, right? Yeah. What if a janitor walks in, she turns to plastic? Is he, like, just stuck inside of her? 1,000%. Does he get chopped off? Like, what happens? Uh, it is. There are it, weird things in this movie. It is chopped off. Like, like based on... So, <laughs> first, on the, first on the knowledge of what happens when she runs into somebody, uh, th- that arm's off when he sees her. So, what yeah. they have to do is they have to get somebody to walk in so that he can go and reattach her arm. Like, in my... And, and this is my opinion. Like, is that... Um, Maybe her mannequin arms are a little bit stronger than regular arms because yeah. of the fact that she's half human. She's imbued with magic. Yeah, she might be infinitely strong. Right, we right, don't right. know. But the whole part of <laughs> of of like his dick in her that is very complicated because like it feels that way. God forbid somebody walk in and she suddenly turns into <laughs> it. Exactly. <laughs> um, now at the at the end of the movie she's turned fully into a human. So at that point somehow yeah care. yeah uh, well because true love but. <laughs> But when she, before then, if they if they had been caught, I'm totally under the impression that his dick is chopped off. That's what I would say too. And then there's the other scene where she's stalking a human she's, being. She's not sacrificing thousands and thousands of years of turning back back and forth. Yeah. For one guy's uh, penis, and it can be any medium. She was a painting. Yeah. yeah. Right? What was she like? The fucking mermaid with her tits out on the front of Columbus's ship? Like, what was she on the ship? That was the weirdest part. Who knows? Out of all the people that they could have Was she like a. What, did Columbus do like stick drawings? Probably. He was a bit of a doodler, and all of a sudden, Kim Cattrall's like, <laughs> just comes to, comes to fruition. Here's another question. So she stalks human beings, yeah. uh, Rambo style, yeah. and fucking kicks the gun out of that guy. Oh, it's cool. He was looking at you, not me. Yeah. So she engages in combat on the slide. Because she was behind him. Yeah. And, and where was – so was she in eye shot the whole time? Or, like, if mm-hmm. no one's looking at her, can she pop up if no eyes are around? Correct. What do they do with electronic eyes? They made it out that Getty Estelle's character probably watched him fuck that mannequin. But Getty Estelle also said that I chose to see what I wanted to see at but the end of the movie. that lets us like, know that – by saying that she saw what she wanted to see, yeah. she definitely saw other things a too. A thousand percent. And so when she's watching, yeah. does it look like him fucking a plastic mannequin? No, no, no. It, or it does sh- it look real? No, it shows it shows him with Kim Cattrall. That see, I find that hard to believe because like Why? it's magic. Magic would be able to suss out any loopholes, right? Here's a bigger question: Why not take the mannequin to your fucking hotel or your apartment? The uh, moment you know she's alive, take her to your apartment. This was this was my <laughs> biggest issue. Is I'm like we're spending a lot of fucking time here. Yeah, <laughs> like the magic is not in the place. The magic is within Kim Cattrall. Yeah. So but just take her like, back. I like you as long as you can help me get my job done. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, all right. So uh, the rules of mannequin are baffling to me. Can I please throw out there though that Hollywood Montrose is amazing, I- incredible. I love Absolutely him in this incredible. movie. I I wanted so much of this movie to be him. Um, and I know it sounds ridiculous. But, like, when I was growing up, this was a very important character for me. Yeah? And it was it, it was totally important because of the fact that I it, – it was my introduction to the fact that there is a, a LGBTQ community in the world. 
And uh, all of a sudden, my parents were put in a position where they were suddenly explaining to me because when did this movie come out? Nineteen eighty. Oh Jesus! Yeah. I my 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 thing is I was either four I was four to six years old, four to seven, something like that, and I loved his character because not only did did I was it a whole new experience for me, but like eighty seven. Jesus Christ! I was three years old. I was three. Yeah. All right. So, um, but my uh. All of the funniest parts of the movie involve him, in my opinion. Um, there was a uh, that scene when they're having the boardroom meeting and they're like, they might fire oh, Andrew McCarthy. And he's and like he... trying to jump out the window. <laughs> he's so hyper dramatic that there's a part of me that's like, that's how I fucking respond to everything. When he goes, Mom, <laughs> "Mama, but put coins on my eyes because I can't believe what I'm seeing," I was like. Fuck, I'm going to keep using that line for the rest of my, my life. My favorite like, part was when he was fire hosing all the cops. And he's like, this is what it means to be a man. <laughs> he's just like hosing down all these cops. There's, <laughs> it, 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 what was he like? It was like, two things I love. And it's like, one of, one of them kissing was kissing boys. boys. Yeah. And fighting or something? I was like, what Fighting the fuck? and kissing boys. I was like, <laughs> is this how we're going to picture a gay the, the gay community? Yeah, I was like, I should hang out with more gay guys. This guy kicks ass. Yeah, and, and, I also and, liked his car that said, it was pink. That car said bad girl. Yeah. But then he's like, hold on. And he had his custom Hollywood designer bag with like the orange poke. Which, which, by the way, that car, <laughs> if you've ever been to New York City, that's the worst fucking car that you could have in New York City. It takes up three car lengths. <laughs> like, you will never find a parking spot in the yeah. world with that car. Well, I also like the whole like, I like imagining Hollywood before this movie starts because you're like, so he was hired to be the window guy that made the worst, least flamboyant windows of all time that sucked. He had one job. Yeah. It's like you were really bad at your job, but yeah, everything else I've seen about you, you're highly decorated and fashionable. Your car is super fashionable, but like these are the windows you did Hollywood. So Misak Taylor, and I hope I'm not mispronouncing that, but. Um, who passed away in 2014. R. Did R. he really? Yeah, he did. Um, oh, uh, yeah, bummer. Yeah. Uh, we were talking that he was from Designing Women. And Designing that was like, Women. My so. mom watched that. And my it, mom watched it too. I was too. a young kid, but I was strangely fascinated by that show. Like yes. I like sitting and watching it with her. Yep. It, <laughs> He's but, great. He's but awesome. Again, the reason why I ended up watching it was because I watched Mannequin. My mom was like, that guy's funny. And then I saw him on that show. Yeah. And I go, is that that same guy? And she goes, yes. And I would end up watching it. So I... I, I I think that we need to remember Misak Taylor uh, today because he was incredible. Uh, He's and amazing I, in this movie. And, and, I, and I think that he did a, a really wonderful job in this movie of really – for a movie that makes you want to believe that a mannequin is coming to life, he at least brings the levity in saying, you know what? You're fucking nuts, but we're all nuts. So let's keep going. Right. But that's yeah. what I mean is that they, they use him only as – because I feel like most of the movie is from the perspective of, this guy's weird. I better fist fight him, right? Like, yeah. well, that's a hilarious uh, scene. Yeah. And he doesn't lose his job for that, by this the way. Is, this is the best part. <laughs> so G.W. Bailey, who is in uh, the Police Academy movies right. as the sergeant who is such an asshole and no one likes. But G.W. Bailey is in this movie – as a cop. Yeah. And in my head, I go, can we please make this a multiverse? Can we make this to where <laughs> he was this and then became Police Academy or vice versa? Like, because of uh, fucking Gutenberg, he got demoted so far that he had to go and become a right. goddamn mall cop. 
They, like, there's another universe where there's him as a security guard and yes. Gutenberg is the mannequin. Yes! I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> or Gutenberg becomes You're back! <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. But that's what I mean is the whole movie's from this, like, you know, let's fist fight away the differences. And this guy is the first one. He finds this guy maybe about to fuck a mannequin. Yeah. And he's just like, ah, whatever, man. Yep. And, like, I think that the Hollywood mantra as model is just, hey, man. Just be cool. Don't fuck with me. And <laughs> well, what, whatever you it, got going on is fine. And it's a great mantra for all of us, right? Uh, yeah. And granted, I think this entire movie is Kim Cattrall's character using her otherworldly powers to manipulate herself into a situation where she knows she can become human and break free. I assume that when this movie ends, she's not going to be like, yeah, I'll go work at that shitty fucking store with you. And she fucking runs away and sees the world. Gallivants, right? Like what happens at the end of Aladdin? Genie doesn't get his shackles off and be like, man, you're fucking awesome for freeing me and a good friend. I'll stay here and watch you ball the princess. Genie's like, fuck you. I've been trapped for thousands of years. I'm out of here. I think you're giving, That's what happens to Mannequin. <laughs> I think you're giving Kim Cattrall way too much credit because Kim, Kim Cattrall does not have superpowers. What I'm telling you is once Kim Cattrall is not bound by the fucking magical slavery spell and she becomes a real woman and tastes like... Oh, wow. Andrew McCarthy's shockingly disappointing in so many ways. Yeah. There's no fucking way. And Hollywood is probably the one who's like, girl, you got to run. You yeah, got to I, go and I, explore. Well, she came alive. To, uh, God, yeah. I can't believe we're rehashing this. She came alive twice yeah. with the other two people. Probably a became, lot more. And she became two mannequins again because she didn't find the love of her life. She might have done this, this dude, a thousand times. Great. Then you're only furthering my point that this was the first guy that actually turned her completely human which means right. that she wouldn't but be so is, quick to be able to be like oh i'm gonna do my own fucking thing because yes this what? is the question though yeah because why did she go from men who are changing the world to fucking scrub ass andrew mccarthy that's where i was because trying to get earlier like, this, that's she's like this is where i can get this mark get what i want and get the fuck out that's where i was trying to get though is i that want we a don't know. louise movie of her and Griffey, hollywood hold on <laughs> It's because of the fact that we don't know where Andrew McCarthy ha, has Andrew McCarthy become Michelangelo. We don't know yet because she was at the entry of when he was becoming <laughs> a, a great window dresser. Right. Little did we know that <laughs> when window, window dressing catches fire, <laughs> that window dressing would be something that I didn't know fucking existed nowadays. Um, <laughs> There's like a new 1984 world where all information comes from window dressing. Jesus Christ. Uh, so, so there was a moment when G.W. Bailey walks in. He's, which by the way, a little, he, the, the dude's a f- fucking aggressive furry mall cop. But like there but was it's a great, it's but great. There was a moment. All right. So his, his dog. Yeah. Is an English bulldog. Rambo. Can anyone listening to this podcast Tell me whether or not an English bulldog acts as a good fucking guard dog because guess what? <laughs> they fucking don't. I yeah. own a bulldog myself. It's a French bulldog. And, <laughs> and 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 if you have any semblance of speed, you will be able to outrun that that English bulldog in two fucking seconds. English that dude bulldogs just die at like the age of seven from heart attacks. They get gas. They're brachycephalic, dude. They've yeah. got a smushed in face. Frenchies right? aren't as bad, but English yeah. bulldogs have terrible health problems. Yeah, it, uh, they're, they're both very similar. But like, I can't stress enough that like, if you're gonna get a guard dog for a yeah. mall, an English bulldog is probably your last fucking. But even bet. then, we learn it's him because he upgrades to Terminator, who just runs right past. Yep. I thought that was really clever. Yeah. Rambo. Ter- no, but this is 
here's what probably happens when this movie ends, right? She's like, oh, man, I waited to become human just to not get orgasms from this fucking loser. And, man, it sucks eating Kraft mac and cheese every meal because this guy can't get his shit together. I love that you can't. And you know what happens? Yeah. They start having rough patches. Yeah. Guaranteed he's down in the warehouse crafting another one. So where do you want to end this conversation? Because you really are on <laughs> Kim Cattrall leaving his ass. Do you want yes, me to? Yes, I think do, she's do the William to... Wallace of trapped fucking spirits. Whereas you, like, I again in the uh, uh, glass half full, she went through yes. a bunch of bullshit relationships that didn't make her fully human. Now she found it. Now she's not going to leave the dude that wants that made her fully human because no matter how grand this fucking world is in the 1980s that you're making it out to be, it doesn't she's really She's partying ma- with Bernie. That's where I'm <laughs> She parties with – so when someone looks over, they just see a guy and his mannequin. So much, not yeah. a dead guy, a live guy. Yeah. And his mannequin. Maybe we no, can merge these I, two things together. I think – I and there's a weird scene when he first sees her come to life. Yeah. He feels almost disappointed, right? Where he's like, he's obviously a little scared, but also like, because it's not his creation anymore that he has total control over. I think you see that more and more in the movie. They try to play it off all as meat cute, but he is using her as a prop in his fantasies for the rest of this fucking movie. I think this goes horrendously bad when it's over. What I like about Mannequin is this world building, right? This was simply a movie about a guy who was a stock boy. Like, imagine if you took the first, like, 12 minutes of this movie off, which you could easily do. And he's just a stock boy who has a heart of gold, meets a mannequin, and they fall in love. I think it's a wildly uninteresting movie. The fact that they added this layer that she has been trapped as a fucking slave to these various men for thousands of years finds this guy who is a pseudo-serial killer, right? Like, if this didn't work out for him, he's definitely going to create human mannequins somewhere in a warehouse. And then manipulates him in the middle of this window war. Like, who knew there'd be a window war? Andy has a girlfriend who's a corporate Judas. (laughs) It's too perfect. It's too perfect. But adding that extra layer of him being a creep and her being a slave is what makes this movie interesting. I like pondering the rules and the greater questions of what has she suffered to earn her freedom? And I don't think she lays down and is just like, I will suffer Andrew McCarthy's dumb ass for the next. And that's the thing. Does she age? Does she fucking age? There's a lot of questions I have. I I, I should have just watched Mannequin 2, apparently. <laughs> I should have seen what happened next. I'm guessing it's not the Skynet version of the future that I imagine. I think all these things could have been, been unpacked for you. Do you, you think just... that you could do the Bride of Mannequin where she makes herself a man in the sequel? <laughs> that would be fascinating. Okay. Right? Andrew McCarthy dies or something, right? And she's like, well, now what do I want to make? That would be cool. Maybe so, it's Vigo the Destroyer or whatever from Ghostbusters. So, so let's think about this. <laughs> uh, like, Vigo the Carpathian, sorry. I assume that she's probably... Ah, oh gosh. Okay, she's probably early dynastic period of Egypt. Not old king. Holy shit, you're going Wikipedia on me. Yeah, okay. So that is 3150 B.C., Wow, that's old. That's like 5,000 years of slavery. B.C. Yeah. B.C. Uh, so it took her 3,000 plus years for her to even get to her Michelangelo, right? And then... But that's what I mean. She was not just and not she, doing anything this whole time. But our assumption, but my... my which True, I, I'm my not, assumption, yeah. 
but I'm not I'm not arguing that case. I, if anything, I, I'll, it's furthering my point. I'm furthering my point. Failed, failed, failed. Everything's failed so far. Right. Every guy that the gods wake her up for has failed. And then she gets to Michelangelo, failed. And then she gets to Chris, failed. Um, we're trying to act like when she wakes up, because your biggest argument is that when she wakes up, she's like, fucking peace, bro. Like, I can go to France. Mm-hmm. She doesn't give a shit. Not at this point. Like, at this point in her life, the whole world is way more connected because she can literally read a newspaper, watch a TV, right. and she gets the fact that the world is shorter and smaller. So probably at this point, she goes, oh, my God, I could literally – like, I've been able to go and experience that the fact that I couldn't leave Egypt ever mm-hmm. because I'm in goddamn Egypt. I can't I can't right. take a camel across. The world was small back then, yeah. And then I went to Chris Columbus where I was like, oh, my God, just think about how long it fucking takes for me to go and take this boat to this other country that we don't even know I mean, she probably spent 100 exists. years as a fucking cave painting right. in the new world. <laughs> and, so, and, so, and then all of a sudden, she's in this new era where she can fly – anywhere right and get to anywhere right there is not a scenario so in her mind even if she's not 100 percent happy with andrew mccarthy which at this point he's a serial killer but we're not going to get into For that sure but he like is. he he <laughs> he is a horrible person in this movie but like she's with him now because like the, her the, the curse is gone she is a human right and from her standpoint she's like look at how small the world got I am connected. I can get to things. I can do things. Uh, because obviously there was a entire clothes montage where they were trying on a bunch of shit. I'm sure they had discussions about the fact that it's like, oh, yeah, I don't know if you know this, but we can fly. I can. We can fly no, places. No, but that's the thing. When he's like, they dress his body at Clyde, and he's like, let me teach you about prohibition through <laughs> cosplay. <laughs> right? so, no, I think we I, agree I, on all the basics. It's just you say because of that. She stays. She stays because she you found You say because so of that. Like, yeah. I'm just like, dude, if I could never make a move without the watching eye of this fucking person who controls me. But, and for the first time ever, I'm not controlled. Whether she likes him or not, I'd be like, you know what, dude? I need some time. I need to go walk around and just let, not worry about if you're looking at me or not. Let's think. All right. I'll think pessimistically. In her head. Now, I finally drawn you over. In her head, she probably also thinks, God damn it. I do love him. But if I were to fucking leave him. I'm going to turn into that goddamn mannequin again. Oh, you think she doesn't trust the magic? Oh, see, now that gets into the darkness of the gods, the yeah. old gods, right? Because right. they've been fucking with her for like 5,000 years. long fucking time. Now that, oh my God, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. You totally fucking harpooned my entire <laughs> argument. Because that also works in exactly the way I'm saying. Correct. Is that she's been fucking dicked around for 5,000 years by some deity. Yep. Just because she had the audacity to want to choose who she loves. Correct. And now it, he's given her this false hope of, well. And, and he broke she it. She probably would be fucking he terrified to leave him. Let's, Holy shit. Yeah. Damn. That's how they did Mannequin too. <laughs> that's why she fucking stayed. I hope they unpack this. <laughs> <laughs> you think they did a deep dive into the gods no, of each? No, no, I hope. Not at all. Not at all. If we watch um, Mannequin 2 and that's not the movie, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> so young Kim Cattrall. Damn, and old. Brilliant. Young Kim Cattrall and old Kim Cattrall, I think, look exactly the same. And I will go on record. Now, I, I, again, going back up to um, Roxy, I think Roxy's super uh, attractive. But Kim Cattrall is a very beautiful woman. And I've she, always been a Cattrall fan. Yeah, and since she, Porky's. Ooh. Remember, she's the teacher that howls. Oh, oh no, no, no! You don't have to. 
remind me of Porky's. I, <laughs> I know Porky's is in poor taste now, but yeah, uh, again, Porky's was one of those like what was forbidden. Her na- what was her nickname? Uh, Lassie was Lassie. That it? Lassie. Yeah, that was Lassie. Because she go. Oh! I don't know why. Yep. Because also, I'll tell you this: the movie I fell in love with her was Big Trouble Little China. Because I saw that movie young. Said an irresponsible dad. And he's just like, oh, he's got fighting in movies and Kurt Russell. And I was like, all right, this is all I need to know to be a man. And when she gets, uh, she's in her hardcore, like, reporter gear for most of it. Yeah. When they make her up in, like, the geisha wedding gown, I was just like, holy shit. I remember being a kid and just being like, <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, being really sad when he, like, does the thing where he sticks the needle in their temples to, like, yeah. control them as his brides. It really fucking bothered me. I, Both I, the women in Big Trouble Little China became archetypes of like my fantasies for a long time. You, you and me need to create our Mount Rushmore of influential women in terms of us becoming who we are today oh, from yeah. movies. Like, because I've got a laundry list of yeah. um, movies I used to watch. Like, I mean, we 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 uh, we're not going to unpack it now, but think about that for our next one. Um, yeah. Okay, so. The women that changed you. Women. Jessica Rabbit is the only one I will say a million percent is a guaranteed share. Jessica that Rabbit. That was one of the first times in my life I remember being like, is it hot in here? Did it just get hot in here? Jessica, <laughs> Jessica Rabbit changed my dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, he had 10 beers that night. <laughs> um, all right. So um, uh, so let, let me unpack just a couple of things, and I'm going to ask you some questions. All right. All right. So – I put laugh out loud. They gave him the VP role. That's fucking ridiculous for putting, <laughs> for putting window displays up. Yeah, he was there for no no longer than a month, right? No. Like, and then suddenly VP. Yeah, that, hap- that happens nowhere. They that, realize that he happens had some at kinda... inter- <laughs> that happens at Enterprise or in a car, maybe, yeah. but that does not this happen. Pre LinkedIn, where you had to have like a resume and stuff. Jesus this is just Christ. like a, they're like this guy's got some kind of Pied Piper magic. I like, like his moxie. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. <laughs> So like they they he he took her into the women's restroom. Doesn't a VP have a fucking office? Can't you just take her into the office and not have people like like listening yeah. in on your conversation? And by the way, the new VP, if everyone's saying, "Oh, the new VP is talking to his mannequin girlfriend again." It's like, how not the fuck did you get to the VP? Role? Not only talking every single morning when the employees in this store are getting their coffee, he's like, yep. "How many times do you think you fucked that mannequin last yeah, night?" Yeah. <laughs> And in it, the 80s, again, everyone would be reacting to security guard like, this is out of hand. This, this is out of hand. I have to save the children of America. <laughs> so there was the, the, one of the women that was outside of the restroom goes, um, well, it's either our new VP, the fairy, or the mannequin. And I was like, ooh, that fairy, like, <laughs> like boy, that fucking hit. Like, right. you can't say that no more. That's a bad That's a bad line right there. But look there. at the end of that movie. That fairy fucking saved the day. Yeah, he did. Hollywood um, coming up big, man. Uh, no, this that was the times, man. Uh, uh, by the way. I'll ask you this just in general. Yeah, like, you can give it. a brief. Do you think it's unfair to look back at a movie from the 80s and judge it for shit like that? Like, uh, at what point do we no, draw no, no, the no, line no. where you're just like... Uh, no, no, no. Because uh, both of these movies do have a lot of that. You're, the issue that you run into is that every movie from every decade is going to have dramatic flaws about how they go about yeah. talking about a certain area of people. Well, think about even now the movies can... we liked in the 90s. We're like, no, no, not no. that problematic. You're, I bet they will be. You're going too far back. Like, yeah. think about Wedding Crashers. Think about... Um, yeah. Uh, all, right, all right, so <laughs> I, I, watched, I watched The Hangover. Yeah. And in The Hangover... In that movie, um, uh, I'm I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, f- uh, who's the? 
oh the asshole i can't think of his name right now but bradley um, cooper bradley cooper yeah bradley cooper says paging dr f word like whatever he says and that's so jarring now and that movie came out no less than 10 years ago right like maybe a little longer than 10 years ago so we're looking at things through a microscope of <laughs> very fucking small amount of time. Yeah, man. So no, I, I when I watch this, we make fun of it now. Like I, I really went in hard on Bernie, uh, weekend at Bernie's. But like, <laughs> it, it's 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 only because of the fact that when you watch it, you're like, holy shit, that's bad. Like you, you can't do. There those are things, things that are jarred. But for me, I'm like, that's good though, man. People should see like. This was casual as fuck back then. Casual, like as fuck. neither of these movies would I'd say like are super problematic. Yeah, but they are emblematic of just how casually we used to fucking do all these things. So can I say? So what, I don't think it's uh, fair to like use it as a knock on the movie, but, but I, I get it. This is why I love the movie is <laughs> yeah. because think about working in Bernie's yeah. in the last episode. You said, "Boy, there's a lot of white people in this. A lot of fucking white people." It, you could put. You could literally put as one of the top four people in this movie, as a gay black man. Yeah. That is progression, my friend. But not only that. And that was only a couple of years later. We didn't get to this all the way, but what I like about Hollywood in this movie is that he's not just a stereotype. Yeah. They actually give him real moments of kind of heart and like, look at this guy fucking going out for his friend. It's not all just about like, oh God, I just love the taste of dicks. You know, like he's not just like an all the way, you know, helpless feminine stereotype. He wasn't a character character yeah like of, they, of they, get, they gave him all the kind of like oh i get it they're kind of teasing that this guy's a gay character yeah but they gave him these extra layers Do that you know make what? him stand out versus other just like oh we just added a flamboyant gay guy for no reason when he was spraying the yeah. cops with the the hose do you know what they said after he was done spraying them oh no yeah spader goes shoot him <laughs> i was like jesus christ <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> I was like, like, I get it. It's NYPD shit. Yeah, but like, if, if, if this wasn't indicative <laughs> of where we are today, I don't know what the fuck is. Like, yeah, Spader's I, just like, hey, can you shoot that guy that makes me uncomfortable? No. No, I can't. <laughs> he sprayed no. water on us. We're yeah. fine. Yeah. Shoot him because his colors are too bright. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because if the tables were flipped, that'd be great. I was like, I wrote it in the notes. I was like, did he just fucking say shoot him? Yeah. Um, there, all right. So the, man, the, the movie's called Mannequin. Uh. And they keep calling her dummy. I think that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> like, like, oh my god! I didn't even think. <laughs> hey, dummy! At, at, at the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, like the uh, cop, the cop kept going, "She's the dummy." I was She's like, "Fucking mannequins!" The movie. Yeah, everybody's uncle is having a breakdown. She's the dummy. She's the dummy. <laughs> such a way to go and like wow. fucking dig at her that's classic and then uh we both agree that nothing's gonna stop us uh as the song that ends that movie is fucking perfect <laughs> that's right. nothing's gonna stop, stop us, us now. now and you're like only reality and crushing disappointment and freedom <laughs> like you're like i feel like everything's going or to a stop curse them. or an old i don't Egyptian know curse. i i'm actually super fucking impressed with your fucking smackdown on my argument Normally, I take things to such a weird extent and overthink them that it's hard for, like, Dandino to come back on me because he's like, well, that's so stupid. I never thought of it. You fucking, in just a couple minutes, completely lampooned that even this is her curse has extended and become even more cruel. Yeah. Because while she thinks she has freedom for the first time ever, she's shackled to this fucking serial killer. Correct. 
Um, that was worth the whole watching a mannequin. You have to drink a little bit of bourbon because of that. All, All right, right so I'll do it. Questions. Here are my four questions. Okay. Number one, what is the most 80s thing about this movie? Hollywood. <sighs> yeah. Hollywood is so fucking insanely 80s in look and style. But I would say he's 1A. 1B is the security guard being like, I will fist fight you for your differences. <laughs> and neither employee getting punished for that. <laughs> that was, I wrote that, like, we, we really. went to the boss and was like, well, this guy punched him because he was rolling around with a mannequin. And, and she was like, yeah, boys will be boys. <laughs> the, I love when they were like, this will end his career. What, because a fucking mannequin fell on top of him? Like, his <laughs> dick's not out? Like, this can't be that He's bad. fully clothed. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. Like, that's... She does have an awful lot of tanning oil on her. <laughs> I found that to be a little bit egregious. Um, so anyways, um, yeah, that's that's great. I feel like uh, Hollywood definitely is the most 80s thing. His, 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 uh, uh, everything that he wore, those glasses. God the damn, glasses are great. Those were so good. Um I felt like the uh, man more than any other movie that I've seen in a long time. And this sounds so basic, but like the clothes in this movie were just yeah. the most 80s clothes I've ever seen. Like big time. The fact that uh, so there's something that's super Her prominent in like a uh, gray and you know, black speckled jacket with the yeah, shoulder pads. Yeah, the shoulder pads. <laughs> uh, but every every single window display that they were showing um, was I was like, oh, yeah, that's. Sadie's clothes like when even the bike ride there was that like really paisley looking like weird pink outfit that was at the front of it and it was like this is our main yeah thing that people will wear this and i'm like panty dropper is, oh, they're boy. ready for this that is not you what i even just say the window displays in general because it was so the 80s, fact that it's a window didn't display. Have netflix they had nothing better to look at there you than go window so windows window displays <laughs> were the biggest 80s thing that were there a hundred percent um okay the uh yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. boy. Question: Like, what, 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 what's the thing that drew your collar? I more think than we just else? covered it. Is the shoot him? <laughs> yeah, shoot the guy who's not making me comfortable is really hardcore. I was. It, well, I no, could not this be is more. I forgot about the boss who's like, I want to sink my teeth into your tushy, and then just continues to be her boss. And when she sleeps with him, I was like, boy, yeah, boy. You can't have her sleep with that guy. Yeah, boy. So those are both two, like, really hardcore, like, what happened in this movie moment. Uh, my, my biggest one was uh, rewarding the guy for being persistent yeah. in getting to the girl. But you remember how they made it even for us? Was that he was a premature ejaculator. <laughs> He's like, this never that happens That never to happens me. to me. <laughs> I forgot, and add on just an offensive Mario voice. Oh, that's what that happens to, to Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me. Yeah, no, I would say those two could hit the cutting room Here floor super easily. Uh, um, all right, so uh, Josh reshoots this movie. Uh, current day, who plays your roles? And the roles are, because there's so many. You you have to go and give me Andrew McCarthy's role, Kim Cattrall's role, and Hollywood's role. Those are the three. Hollywood is easy. That's Donald Glover, for sure. Yeah. Kim Cattrall would be Jennifer Lawrence. Mm. Not that I think you could get her away from Oscar season to do this. Andrew McCarthy. So you got to have like hardcore serial killer vibes. I'm gonna go with. Doctor Who's Matt Smith, who just played Charlie Manson in a movie and was fantastic. Matt Smith. 
charismatic, but there's just something really off about him when he wants there to be. I know that's my Doctor Who coming out. Okay. I think on this show I've done that like 10 times between this and Longbox where they're like, who should play this role? I'm like, uh, Matt Smith, my favorite doctor, of course. <laughs> but I think he has this brilliant, he's likable and charming, but there's something about, and I think it's like, even in Doctor Who, he has this kind of alien quality about him yeah. that he can play. And when he goes ferocious, it is kind of terrifying. I think he'd be a good fit. So my Andrew McCarthy is Timothy Oliphant. There um, you go. Yeah. Young yeah. Oliphant, though. Yes, young Oliphant. Because <laughs> now he's at that age where you're like, uh, what? Could you even fuck a mannequin? <laughs> like, what's happening <laughs> to you? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I guess you're right. But, like, I- I've always been an Oliphant fan, and I feel like he can fill Oliphant would have been great in this. Yeah, right. And you know what? He was probably – he might have even been considered. He was probably in that age range, right? When they were – uh yeah but he wasn't anything until like when did taps come out and all that that was like the early 90s so he might have been in the ballpark of this age uh, he wasn't maybe a hair young a lot of things yeah, yeah yeah um but i uh okay um when it comes to the late uh i like i think blake lively could play kim cattrall um i'm a i'm, I'm a lively fan i think she'd be really really good at that um and then uh gosh uh, you really nailed it with the Glover one, but I I want to do somebody I want to do somebody different. What we're not going to say, Marlon Wayans. <laughs> Marlon Wayans. <laughs> We've seen him play every other character. <laughs> the other subversion of this movie is I play Andrew McCarthy's character, yeah. and Jason Momoa plays the mannequin. <laughs> you just want to dig that into that? That would have been me. Uh, th- so uh, it is by far my biggest. Because I think it was even you. It was like, who are your lady crushes in Hollywood right now? I'm yes. Like, nah. I'm like, I don't know if I really have any. Like, the last woman in Hollywood, I had, like, a big cr- – I guess Jennifer Lawrence. But I was like, Monica Bellucci was a thing for sure. And I was like, god damn, Matrix Reloaded oh, was, like, man. forever ago. And then I was like, but for sure, I would love to roll around with Jason Momoa. <laughs> um, in, like, just a bro way. Like, I just want to wrestle and do jujitsu and shit. That was a beautiful man. So, I mean, I don't blame <laughs> you for that. Like – you're not you're you're not reaching for the stars on that one. I think he's a good looking dude. Um, so I'm trying to look up. Uh, so who was the woman on Orange Is the New Black? She could have been really good for this. What's her? Uh, what's that girl's name? Oh, this is gonna fucking kill me if I can't find. I'm her. bad at names. I'm I bad know, at names. I know. I'm trying to find it right now. <laughs> I'm 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 not gonna come across it. But know this. Uh, there is a wonderful character actress on. Um, Orange is the New Black, and uh, she could absolutely crush it in that role, but I'm not going to be able to hold it up. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. But anyways, uh, we're going to stick with um, Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, who's the MVP? Who's the MVP of this movie? I mean, God. Probably the Egyptian God. <laughs> He's the one who gave us all the joy of this movie. That's it. Uh, Without I, him, I'll, Andrew I'll, McCarthy murders kids. I'll allow it, but he's not. Mont- a fucking Hollywood character. gets fired for being he's, bad at his job. Give me someone that's actually in the movie. Someone who's a person. Who's you can't say a Rambo. <laughs> Damn it! You're taking all my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean Hollywood, I guess, right? Yeah, because Hollywood is not defensive about someone coming in and taking his window shine, Correct. right? Because he's like, you can do windows really well. I'll just work with you, and be. He's very cooperative. He helps save uh, the mannequin or the dummy, as it were, by the end of the movie, and he's generally awesome. I would say I would say Hollywood is the MVP of the movie. I'll say Roxy. 
Roxy? Really? I'll say Roxy because if we go back to Roxy <laughs> from the beginning, there's a lot of time. Every step that she takes almost is not wrong. Like, barring magic, she wins the movie. Barring magic. She barring magic. And, and, and that's kind of the issue, right? Like, she, <laughs> she, she almost plays the role where it's like, as an adult, you and me watching the movie, you're like, you're, you're making more sense. And yeah. so you go back to that movie, yeah. and every step when she's saying, wow, Andrew, get your fucking shit together. Yeah. And wow, Andrew, I've got this job opportunity. And wow, Andrew, you should come over here and make – which, by the way, I thought it was amazing when that dude slammed <laughs> – like, when, when he was like, I'll give you $50,000 if it was like a fucking million dollars. <laughs> you like, live in New York, dude. <laughs> that's minimum wage in yo, New York. Yeah, that's not going to stretch very far, <laughs> motherfucker. But like – where she was, like, trying to look out for the fact that he should... Now, I get it. At the very end, she was trying to kill the mannequin. Totally fine. But if but Also, you... she didn't know she was doing anything if... other than taking away his fetish. If you had... Thank you. If yeah. you had a buddy that was, like, just completely immersed in this yeah. fucking, like, pillow, and you're like, sorry, dude, yeah. I'm getting rid of that pillow. You got to get better. You would, you would give a medal to that friend because it's like he went the extra length to go and get yeah. that other friend out of that... Terrible mindset. No, like imagine we're at a bar and one of your coworkers comes like, "Hey, Griff, I know you've known Kevin for a long time. Um, we all think he's been fucking a Teddy Ruxpin at work." <laughs> and I'd be like, "Oh, the one that he's been carrying around and having like a conversation with at the bar for forty five minutes." So like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one he's yeah, been yeah. fucking. I'd be like, "It's time for me to step in." I'm like, "That Teddy Ruxpin's going in the trash." So today. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to tell you that Carol, in my opinion, was Roxy was right. the uh, MVP. Uh, uh, no, other movies. than that, and then they just fucking throw her in the trash and have her get with that fucking scumbag boss. Yeah. At the start of the movie, everything she says is right. Yes. It just is. Uh, it, it, I, so <laughs> I I don't fault uh, the other characters in the movie for not acting on this. If anything, you know, God bless Hollywood. He he was all on board for somebody that had their own right. thing and wanted them to do their own thing. But, like, I – I I like to look at these movies from the lens of somebody that was actually living it, and I think that Carol slash Roxy acted the same way that I would act in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. No, we all have friends like Hollywood that are like, yeah, let's fucking burn it down tonight. Who fucking cares? <laughs> and those guys are great. But yeah, in someone you're dating, Roxy is right. Yeah. And that's the thing. If this movie were just him actually having a mental breakdown, right? If she doesn't become real by the end of the movie, yeah. no one in the movie knows that he's actually not just a psycho carrying around him sexing a mannequin. Correct. She is 100% right. No <laughs> one would fault her for anything she did. So, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. All right, guys. That was uh, our double feature, man. Mannequin and Weekend at Bernie's. Um, Both disturbing in their own rights. <laughs> um, how did Andrew McCarthy become this... Serial killer lead, man. It's fucking strange. And especially in the era of true crime, how was no one dug his ass out of the gutter and made him just like Jeffrey Dahmer? Like, you know what I mean? He's got that energy. Like, how has this not happened? Uh, we hope you guys liked it. As always, share it with a friend. That's our favorite way to share the pod. Uh, you can find us on YouTube now for the Film Alchemist podcast. Check out our other show, The Long Box Sessions. Leave us a rating and review wherever you find your podcast. Kevin, thank you so much for joining Thank you so much, Griffey. It was a blast. I know. This got very dark and very deep, but it was a blast the whole time. <laughs> All right, guys. We're coming back uh, next week with St. Elmo's Fire. Uh, and next month, we're doing the Is This the Real Life? The pod decides, is it the real life? Uh, with such bangers as The Matrix, Dark City, Ooh. great stuff we've got on deck for you. That's Black Swan. Exciting. 
We got oh, some really? good ones. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited for that. Oh. And then we've got a huge October. Uh, best. Yeah, there you go. Give me a little outro. <laughs> best uh, sharpen up on your Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th for October, if you know what I mean. For the Film Alchemist, I'm Josh Griffey. And I'm Kevin Weinman. Peace, motherfuckers. <laughs>